Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello and welcome. Welcome to you, my fellow spiritual seekers and chakra explorers. I was talking this week to a couple people about how solitary this journey can be, and it really can, especially if you don't know anyone else who is on a similar path. And and while I believe that everyone does have to sort of forge their own path, it's nice to feel like there are other people going through the same thing or are using similar tools to you. And I hope that this podcast provides a little of that connection or that you have a friend you can talk with. Based on some of these conversations, I want to do a little brainstorming about how we can connect a little more easily if you're interested. I don't even know if that's something you'd want, but if it is, you can message me or send me an email and just let me know. I think the important thing here is that while we're on individual journeys, we're not alone in them. None of them look the same, but that doesn't mean we can't support each other along the way. Today is the second in our two-parter on heart chakra values. Last week, we covered love, kindness, and hope, which all sound lovely and like things that we value. I I wish there was a better word. Everything we're talking about in this series can be a good thing to have in your life, but not every single one of them can be a personal value, meaning the idea or concept that guides your life. So again, what we're doing is refining these values, understanding ourselves a little better. Our lives are a reflection of what we value, whether we like it or not, and each moment is a culmination of the choices we've made, by and large. What happens sometimes is that we have personal values that get subverted by other people's expectations of what we should value or society's demands, or we even do it to ourselves by making choices that aren't based on our values, but on how other people will react to what we do. But we have the opportunity here to really define what matters to us and then holding that knowledge, actively thinking about it and using it daily, we'll see our lives start to transform into a reality that shows those values. It's energy work. It's all just energy. And we're using the values inherent in each chakra to move that energy in the direction we'd like it to go, in the direction that makes us happiest, calmest, our most authentic self. And the heart chakra is full of values that we might like to live our lives by. So here we go with a few more to consider. First up today is a big one, maybe the second most obvious heart chakra value after love, and that is gratitude. This is quite the buzzword these days. There's t-shirts that say attitude of gratitude. We're told to keep a gratitude journal and we're to be grateful for what we have. And I'm not opposed to any of these things really, but y'all know me. I can never leave well enough alone. So 
I want to dig a little deeper into what gratitude is. If we don't, how will we know it's the personal value that we want to live our lives by? So I think that a lot of times the terms gratitude and thankfulness are used interchangeably. And usually that's okay. But for our purposes, it's important to know that thankfulness is a feeling, a great feeling, a warm, fuzzy, cozy feeling in reaction to something. But it's a feeling and feelings pass. Every feeling, the nice ones and the unpleasant ones, all of them, they all pass. Gratitude is a step beyond just the feeling. It's an expression. Maybe we can think of it as the action thankfulness propels us to take. It might be expressing your feelings to someone, not just a passing thank you, but you you know how good it feels when someone thanks you specifically for something and lets you know how good it made them feel? That's gratitude, the expression. And that could be in the form of a journal. But in my opinion, if we want to have gratitude as our highest personal value, it has to be a lifestyle of expression, behaviors that show ourselves and the universe that we deeply appreciate what has gone before, what is now and what will come. Gratitude is the opposite of scarcity. Gratitude is living our lives in a way that embraces trust and faith. And that's not easy. It, it isn't that we can't ever have doubt or fear. That would be unreasonable and probably not truthful. Maybe, maybe it would even be a little naive. But if gratitude is at the core of your being, those are passing emotions, not the proverbial rock on which you build your home. There are some good reasons to have gratitude as part of your life, even if you don't find that it is your top priority. Studies show that it makes us more resilient, better able to handle trauma. It leads to better emotional and mental health, which I think leads to better physical health. Part of the benefit is that gratitude offers in-the-moment expression. Even if what you have gratitude for is something in the past, gratitude more than thankfulness, asks us to ponder not just the what, but the why, and spend some time with it and let it change us. An example I love is a former client of mine who had surgery. She lived in a city and frequently walked, walked everywhere she went. After the surgery, she could walk, but was much slower. Slow in a city is not tolerated well all the time. She told me she would never, never forget the drivers who waited patiently for her to cross the street, never looking exasperated or honking or displaying dismay. The people who, who not knowing she was injured, just helped her out at that time for no other reason than that they could. She was so deeply grateful for them. Because they stood out from most of the other people in the city. And it changed the way she interacted with people for decades afterwards. She said she's calmer, cultivates more compassion, gives people the benefit of the doubt. These are actions that she takes out of gratitude still more than 20 years after that surgery. 
she has it as a principle that she lives her life by. She lets gratitude lead her. When we talk about gratitude in this way, how do you feel about it being a top personal value? I mean, we can all experience gratitude, of course, and it only helps us. The question is, do you want to live in that space all the time? If so, how can you do that? How will you express your gratitude in your life? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Next, the value of forgiveness. This is another big one, because most of us forgive people, at least on occasion. Sometimes it's even easy. Forgiveness as a core value, though, requires a lot more of us than saying, it's okay, and moving on. Have you ever thought you'd forgiven someone, and then out of nowhere, whatever they did to wrong you pops into your head, and you find yourself angry, sad, hurt all over again? I think that's because We don't always realize that forgiveness is a process. It's the intentional releasing of those feelings so that they don't live in us anymore. And rarely is that a one and done. You may have heard me talk about how the heart chakra is like a a fulcrum. It's the center point of the seven main chakras that we usually talk about. The balancing point between upper and lower energies as well as a balancing point between the inner and outer worlds. That's why forgiveness exists in this chakra, because we're literally trying to release those feelings from our bodies into the universe. And here's something interesting. Forgiveness, at any time, but especially as a value, a core principle, forgiveness has nothing to do with the person or situation that hurt you. Nothing at all. Nothing about what happened or who did what or didn't do something or anything at all to do with anyone but you. A person doesn't need to know that you've forgiven them. A person doesn't even need to be alive for you to forgive them. Forgiveness isn't about them saying they're sorry and making amends. Forgiveness is about us Letting go of anger, resentment, sadness, disappointment, whatever it is, letting go of those feelings so they don't rule our lives anymore. And anyone can do this at any time. So it's worth just a moment to discuss why this might be a value that's worth adopting. 
If you're coming from a background of abuse or any deep hurts, holding on to those painful feelings can start to define you. And if that's not what you want or how you want to feel or live, then forgiveness is a value worth focusing on. Forgiveness doesn't make what someone did okay or absolve them of responsibility. Forgiveness is your process of letting go. And on the other side of that coin, if you feel you need someone to forgive you, I'm going to suggest that you don't. If we think that another person's forgiveness is going to make us feel better, it's likely that we need to work on the process of forgiving ourselves, accepting, acknowledging, and taking responsibility for the things that we've done to ourselves and to others. Then, letting go of the hurt around those things. This might actually be harder than forgiving someone else for some of us, but when we find that our hearts and energies are blocked because of the emotions around real or perceived wrongs, then forgiveness is the path we have to follow out of that mess. Now, you never have to forgive anyone, including yourself. You don't have to. This is just a possible value of the heart that you could incorporate into your life if you think it will help you be who you want to be. And you don't have to forget the actions. You, you just can't hold on to the emotions around them to engage in forgiveness. And I'm certainly not going to pretend that this is an easy process, just, just that it's one worth exploring. It's, uh, it's like that old saying, uh, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to get sick. It's something like that. But forgiveness is the process of quitting drinking poison. And we're not all drinking poison. Not everyone will even feel the need to take on forgiveness as a personal chakra value. It's one of those that I, I think we kind of know when we're the one who needs to focus on forgiveness. And finally, truth. Truth is so tricky, isn't it? Because it seems like there should be one absolute truth that we all engage with. Uh, and obviously, it's our truth, the one that we believe. <laughs> According to some traditions, there is one reality, just one that we don't see because we're caught up in our thoughts and perceptions. That one reality would be the truth. But for the most part, it's inaccessible to us because we don't ever truly free ourselves from the lenses through which we see that reality. I would consider that kind of truth to be part of the third eye chakra. So what I want to talk about right now is the heart chakra truth. The truth that's personal and lives in each of us. We've talked about it before, the yearning, the longings that live in our hearts that we so often ignore. That's the kind of truth I want to talk about as our heart chakra value today. And it's, it's sort of a hard reckoning, a hard realization that we don't usually follow our hearts. We don't usually follow our truth. We do and say things all the time that we don't want to or that are little lies that we use to smooth things over with family, coworkers, strangers. We do the things that society has told us we should or that we think we need to do to fit in or be successful. We say and do things that we think will please others. 
And then we aren't truthful with ourselves about it either, which is probably more harmful than being untruthful with others. Because if we were absolutely truthful with ourselves, how many of us would be living the exact lives we're living? And would we be absolutely truthful in saying that there is no way to live differently, which is a thing people tell me all the time, that they don't have a choice in their lives? And I'm not saying that we don't all have circumstances that make change easier or harder. We, we do. And to ignore that is to also ignore the truth. But we get so conditioned into thinking that there's only one right way to live that we forget that in our hearts, in that energy center, right in the middle of your chest, there could be a longing for something else. And that's where the truth lies. Is this a value to you? Something you want to organize your life around? Finding your soul's truth and living it? I once had someone say to me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've shared this before, but it's worth repeating. He told me when I was complaining that I couldn't do the thing in my heart, he said, you can do it. You're just not willing to make the sacrifices it would take to do it right now. And that's okay. But when you say you can't, you're lying to yourself and pushing the thing you want away from you with those lies. And that was a real paradigm shift for me. I've used that thinking, that reframing about, I don't know, about like a million things, and I've never, ever found it to be wrong. And it helped me tell myself the truth and listen to the truth and acknowledge the truth. And from there, at least we can make a choice about whether we follow our heart's truth or not. We talked a little bit about this in the episode on the path of vocation, number 115. So if you want to get into more detail on it, I'd suggest going back and listening to that one. So what are we to do if we think that truth, the truth of our heart chakra, is a deep personal value? If that's you, but you're struggling to know where to begin, it's going to start with really listening and turning inward, finding your inner teacher, asking yourself the hard questions. What do you know to be absolutely true? And then question it. Because so much of what we think is just programming, just things we've thought for so long that it's hard to imagine they aren't true. But if we're going to say that truth is our core value, then we have to be willing to disregard nearly everything we think we know and build it back up again from scratch. And don't worry if that sounds impossible. <laughs> or, or like something you don't want to do but also kind of do want to do. That's normal. You don't have to blow up your life and change everything all at once. We can incorporate the spirit of the value, the heart chakra work, into our lives more gradually, finding small truths and acting on them in ways that feel good and safe. Small changes add up, and even if you change nothing on the outside, if you start to listen to your heart chakra truth, you will start to change. You will start to find yourself. And that makes an enormous difference. That's going to wrap up the heart chakra values. I know there were a lot, but I really believe that these were all important ones to consider. And not every single one is going to be something that changes your life. Maybe none of these will. 
As you do your chakra work, though, something is going to come to you that shows you the way, your truth. And we're just, we're just organizing the information around these chakra values so that when you find it, you're prepared to follow it. I hope you're finding these episodes useful and interesting. Let me know on social media. Connect with Your Chakra Coach on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me there. You can message me there. You can always send me an email. It's sarah at yourchakracoach.com. You can leave me a message on the uh, voicemail recorder that you can find in the show notes. That's super fun. I've been enjoying those quite a bit. Thank you to everyone who has called in. I love hearing from you. Have a wonderful week, and I am looking forward to connecting again. Bye.